What have you done to me? Rhysian stood, running a hand through his short, dark hair. It's custom in my court for bargains to be permanently marked upon flesh. I rubbed my left forearm and hand, the entirety of which was now covered in swirls and whorls of black ink. Even my fingers weren't spared, and a large eye was tattooed in the center of my palm. It was feline, and its slitted pupils stared right back at me. Welcome to Rooting for the Anti-Hero Podcast. My name is Becca J. Pepper. And I'm Katie Hudson. And we are in our Court of Thorns and Roses era. We are like that book club you love without that annoying lady. And we are so excited to continue our discussion about Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Thorns and Roses. This section we will be covering today is chapters 37 through 40. But before we get to that, Katie... Do you have a few favorite things? I'm going to do a TV show, but it's oh. not going to be like a new TV show. It's going to be a little fine. bit of a throwback. That's fine. So kind I, of, mine was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. Uh, so kind of going off the Pride and Prejudice thing last week, which I'm still How reading. old is this? It's not quite as old. <laughs> okay. It's like, you know, a few few decades later. And with an E, have you watched it? I have not. Okay. It's on Netflix. Okay. Several years old now. It's based off of Anna Green Gables mm-hmm. by L.M. Montgomery, which is like kind of what I was like, kind of like Pride and Prejudice. Uh, it's a period piece. Gilbert Blythe, who is the main guy in the show and in the books, is my number one male literary character ever written. Like I, Whoa. I think one of the reasons I'm unmarried is because of this man written by a woman. <laughs> um, and also... If you've never rushed the show or read the books, uh, Anne is what I would want my future daughter to be. Like, I love her so, so, so much. And it's heartwarming. It's beautiful. There's like... <laughs> that was the microphone, but I'm not sure what's happening. There's uh, they, The show's a little bit darker than the actual books, but I think they do... One thing they do a really good job is that they do a great job at showing, like, the spiritual connection nature of Anne and Gilbert's relationship and, like, their connection to literary, uh, like, poetry and books. And I, it's really... It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful show. Oh, I love that. Show. And I think everyone should watch it give it a chance give it to episode three that's when Gilbert comes in it kind of picks up pace a little bit then it's a little I don't know I wouldn't even say it's slow to start because it's just like you're in this world and it's beautiful and you're with Anne and she's this like rambunctious middle school age girl who is ridiculous but you love her so much age like throughout yes okay so like if you read the books it goes into like this is I guess this is kind of a spoiler but they've been out for you know over 100 years now it's it like follows her almost her entire life okay. so like she may like you have books where she's meeting Gilbert when they're like 13 14 years old okay. and then you have books where they have like children in the future oh. uh the Wait, show... that's a spoiler now I know they're gonna get to I'm, I'm just kidding the show is uh the show only had three seasons so you only get to see till like they're going to college but it's oh. um it's it's still it's regular it's great you it's should give it a precious. try that's okay. a good like I think I read the first one in mm. middle school yeah like as a assigned reading you situation keep it keep it going yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't know it got yeah. fun oh yeah like not or like <laughs> it, got, it gets more mature yeah exactly yeah. I yeah. didn't know it would grow up with me. yes yes that's interesting yes what about you um for me I, mine is also a little dated but not quite as dated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last night I taught a 
best of boy Which band theme so right <laughs> thank you yes I, why was the five seconds of summer song so much fun that one got the most hype out of every single song i did not I see that coming i didn't see it coming i was a little nervous about it <laughs> i i love five seconds of i was summer. i love that song it's so fun um yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly and it, i wanted to play that song for my one hit wonders okay. playlist uh i love a theme ride if you guys can't tell <laughs> And for those who aren't familiar with the cycle world, a theme ride is like a very intentional playlist right. that like all 45 minutes are themed around. So boy bands was yesterday. Yes. So every song was from a boy band. Yes. So we like started with Backstreet Boys and New NSYNC and boy, even One Boys to Men, One Direction. There. Yeah. So yesterday I'm like, or for the past few weeks I've been prepping this playlist and I was really, I was really nervous about She Looks So Perfect, mm-hmm. um, but it played so well. It was and so I, fun. I wrote it again this morning. It was so people much were fun. singing. It was great. It was a dream. Yeah. The the way the room sang, I want it that way. Yeah. <laughs> with the lights off, like we were at a Backstreet Boys concert. I've been in like a boy band space for mm-hmm. the past few days, and like I owned the first three. Five Seconds of Summer mm-hmm. albums. My sister came home with their CD from the One Direction concert that they opened for. Nice. And she was like, this is it. This is the <laughs> next one. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, like, missed their last album. It came mm-hmm. out in 2020. It's called Calm. And I, like, frankly haven't spent a lot of time with it because I can't get past this one song. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It's called when it loads. Not in the same way. I haven't. I haven't listened. Um, okay, I'll just read the lyrics to you, just real quick. Okay. Uh, I know you guys love when I do this because <laughs> we don't have the rights to like play the music. Yeah. Drink all night, never sleep. You say go, I won't leave. I love you, you love me, but not in the same way. The hook is like that we're in love with each other, but have different like definitions of what that love defini- is. Definite like. One person in this relationship is the enabler, mm. and one person is like, try or I guess needs to, one person wants that love to like enable them, okay. and then the other person is like, I love you so much, I don't want to enable you. Okay, and it's like it's like this happy-go-lucky pop song, and then the next thing you know, they're talking about like here. This is my favorite one. I'm sick of sadness, and you're sick sick of Z- Xanax, <laughs> and I'm like. This is five seconds of summer. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I know that's not for everyone, and that's fine. Wait, are you recommending this? I don't know. Yeah. Because you said this is the one you couldn't get past. No, I'm saying I can't get further into this album because I've listened oh, to this song. Oh, okay. Eighteen okay. times. I thought you were saying this one was shutting it down. No, for you. guys, okay. I'm obsessed with this song. Let me clarify. <laughs> Let me clarify. In the dark, we're black and white. In the morning, colorblind? What? Mm. Leave your mark every bite. That's everything's. Then everything's all right. When you tell me you love me, then you want to leave. Pouring your pills down the sink, saying it's not what you think. I've heard Teeth and like one other song, but then this, I don't know. I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. But I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I've truly, like, you know how your Spotify algorithm, do you have, do you use your on repeat yes. playlist? Uh, yeah, constantly. I don't leave this. Yeah. <laughs> normally. Um, so my on repeat right now is not in the same mm-hmm. way that I discovered two days ago. Moral of the story is Katie's been watching TV. I've been listening to music. <laughs> yeah. It's time to cast our characters oh my gosh, for this I'm new so section. Excited. We have two new characters. Uh, they're kind of, they're not like huge characters, but they are important still. So we get a short appearance here. A short appearance, but felt like they needed a, like. Felt important. We're going to cast the High Lord of the Summer Court. So, mm-hmm. 
I think it's fun to like cast the high lords. Yeah, I think we because need we to. got Tamlin, we got Resand, and, and then it's fun. We're like getting little snippets of like new ones. And you guys are smart, intelligent people. You know there are three more books coming, and so we're almost establishing like a royal family right. when we cast a high court. This one does die. Or a high lord. This one does die. So, but you know we may see generations, other yes. generations within it. So, for the high lord of the summer court, I cast his name is Steve Toussaint. I've never heard of this. No, person. but you know who he is. His name is Carol. Or he plays Corolla. I'm going to No, no, no. <laughs> I, like Corliss. I keep trying to say Corliss uh, Valerion. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Also, Dragon is officially crossed over. He's into perfect. Our, he is. He kind of already plays him. In, I know. In they're very. Dragon. I was like. They like the hair and everything. Correct. I was like, actors with white hair. <laughs> like, that was the Google search. And then I was like, why am I doing this? I should just cast, like, right. Corliss Valerian. Yeah. yeah. And he does an amazing job. He does. So he's a great actor. He does. Are you ready for the high lady? Of the autumn Or court. not high lady. I'm sorry. The lady of the autumn Yeah, court. because high ladies don't exist in this world. Yep. <laughs> Sexist. <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kidding. Who is the lady of the autumn court? <laughs> <laughs> this is Lucian's mother. This is Lucian's mother. Hang mm-hmm. on tight. It's Kate Winslet. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's perfect. I know. It's Rose Kate Winslet I with the red know. hair. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's so good. I'm so excited. I'm uh, spoiler section. Amazing. I love Kate Winslet, by the way. Love I, her. Well, I was just like thinking about the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> we, we watched Becca watched the holiday for the first time this year. I'm, yeah, and it was phenomenal. Yes. And I was just like Oh, Kate Winslet will be perfect for this role. Our theme <laughs> for this episode is unlikely alliances. It's specifically one. Okay, no one comes to heal Feyre, and her arm is in a ba- is in bad shape. It won't stop bleeding. She can't eat food without vomiting. She's still covered in mud, and the dungeon was perpetually freezing. She wakes to a fever. So she's in bad shape. Yeah. So this is after, after the, the worm. Yes. <laughs> it was the one from SpongeBob. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. I imagine the worm from SpongeBob, but with the mouth of the Kraken from the second Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was like thinking about that when I was rereading the other day. Yes. Reese shows up mm-hmm. and uh, she tries to kick him out, but doesn't have the She strength. tries to literally kick him. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, can you imagine kicking someone out with violet eyes like that? <laughs> um, it's, I just, mean, it's because every time. Like, Sarah is trying to make me hate Reese, right? Right. But then she says he's the most beautiful. But any, world. correct. And then he, she always, like, says his eyes are twinkling. Yeah. And I'm like, twinkly eyes. Sarah, twinkle eyes? Voldemort's eyes don't twinkle. No. <laughs> That's a good point. Sauron's eyes don't, don't twinkle. twinkle. So she tells him to leave. I like that she has, even though she's basically dying here, she still has enough strength in her spirit to try to actually kick him. She's I'm like, just like, that's ridiculous. At that point, I'd be like, just just whatever. I'm just going to lie here. So she doesn't leave, and he's like, I come here to offer your help. Um, I come here to offer you help, and you have the nerve to tell me to leave. So they're like... Classic Reese. I li- yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's fun. <laughs> he's so snarky. He's a good villain. He says he reveals that he's the one who bet on her winning. So remember, only one person bet on her, and it was him. Mm-hmm. So good for him. He grabs her arm to see the wound and makes a trade with her. He heals her arm in exchange for... In exchange that two weeks out of every month, she'll live with him at the night court. I was thinking about the two-week offer, and I'm like, that would suck. Let me just, like, talk about logistics I mean, it's like for a second. Life. Also, what a way to get – this is so dark, what I'm about to say. What? If they had settled on two weeks. Mm-hmm. If I'm Reese, 
I'm a jerk, and I demand it's the, like two of the weeks that Feyre's not on her period. Not so. <laughs> My mind would have never even gone there. That is hilarious. I know this is dark. But then it's like, not that Reese and Feyre would be having sex, but it's like, Tamlin and then Tam- it makes like, it a little more complicated. Also, then, like, oh my God, can you tell I'm thinking about fertility? Because I'm like, <laughs> what if he, like, intentionally took Feyre on her fertile window? The see, I was thinking he keeps her for holidays, like a parent with children. You're thinking completely differently than me. Well, like, what sabotage that, if like if like Tamlin's in love with Feyre? That would be a jerk. And like they want to have like, children, and then like. Reese, Reese intentionally like doesn't cock blocks him. <laughs> like, sorry for my language. I feel like there's something Reese would do too. Absolutely, <laughs> Reese is like modern fertility, natural cycles, like before those things exist. I'm sorry, this is a dark. No, that twist. was hilarious. My husband's gonna hate hearing this. That was hilarious. Okay, so he reveals that Lucian's keeping a low profile after he helped her in the first trial. Says Tamlin beds Lucian to be spared when then chose his punishment twenty lashes. I think Tamlin also had to give Lucian yeah. the twenty lashes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I no, I I don't think he got to choose. He was told to give Lucian twenty. I oh maybe like he like he, he had to be the one. Yes. Okay. That's that's how I interpreted it. But. So. That sucks, though, to, like, oh my gosh, you're turning yes. your friend against your friend. Reason tells Feyre that she's dying. She tells him to go to hell. He lashes out and grabs her arm, sending pain through her. She spats at him, and he tells her once he leaves, he won't extend his offer again. So at this point, she still hasn't taken the offer. Feyre tells him to wait and bargains with him, bringing the deal down to 10 days. Would you make this bargain? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're dying. If I'm dying, yeah. I would be worried about... It's going to get dark. I would be worried about assault, sexual assault, but... I don't know. Like, what does he want to do with you on those 10 days? We'll find, we find out he'll teach her to read. Um, like, by the end of this, by the end of this section, section we'll learn he that says Reese going only cares about to teaching Feyre to read. Uh, oh, my God. Which should have been Tamlet's number one priority. <laughs> so he heals her, but leaves a swirling tattoo on her arm. I and love this Signifying concept. the deal. I, I love, love this I love concept. This Magical Sh- tattoos. Ma- oh, sure. That's what I was thinking. What were we about to say? that if you make a decision you have to wear it on your oh. arm <laughs> you don't have tattoos right no okay i have tattoos i can't commit that, yeah that tracks <laughs> <laughs> okay no i love a magical tattoo yeah a. also the eye that's so creepy it's awesome though. that's so i would stare at all the time <laughs> you would not look at it it's on it's on the oh it's on the jacket of the original of the book yeah yeah I don't know if I love a tattoo that like goes to my fingertips. Uh-huh. It's but just I'm, like, so like, it's elegant. It's like swirls. I also love this concept that you can get a tattoo like with a snap. Oh, then you don't have to deal with the pain. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that would probably be a three thousand dollar tattoo. How in many the tattoos real world. do you have? I just have two. As someone who has a tattoo they regret, this would suck. Yeah. I have a tattoo I regret. Oh, and not because like the meaning doesn't it just matter to me fit. anymore. It's just like a a weird vibe mm. to like be in a formal setting and feel people staring at your shoulder blades because you yeah. have like tattoos. Yeah. Um. And I I'm I think we're like getting out of that, but I'll never forget when I was in college, I had to go to this donor thing, mm-hmm. and I wore like an appropriate backed dress, but you could see my tattoo, mm-hmm. and without thinking, I wore my hair up because when you get a tattoo on your back, you forget you have it quite often. And I like felt people staring at my back. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so uncomfortable. And now as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, maybe I wouldn't have done that. 
I like relate to Feyre in the sense of like, oh, here's this reminder of like, not that the choice she was making was flippant, mm-hmm. but like a split second decision she made that has like lasting impact. It's a permanent impact. mark yeah. on her body. Yeah. yeah, I do. That's that's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost got a tattoo once and I'm really glad I did it because it involved the influence of a man <laughs> who I'm... Don't want, didn't want it to be associated with. Not that it would be about him, but well, like it was hard. like the excitement and the attention of being yes. like, I'll go with you. Yes. Like, we should go do this. It'd yes. be fun. Yes. And so, I like, months thought about it and like finally it was just like chickened out at the last second. Resand in this chapter, he mentions Tamlin. It says, The gleam in his eyes told me enough. Resand hadn't done any of this to save me, but rather hurt Tamlin. And I'd fallen into his trap, fallen into it worse than the worm had fallen into mine. And I'm back to my theory that Resand was doing this to impact the spring court's fertility. <laughs> He really hates Tamlin. He does. <laughs> haven't, if you haven't he caught does. that yet. Okay, chapter 38. Do you want to take it? Yes. I'm sorry for the background noise of ice coffee. <laughs> Feyre is ordered to scrub the floors of the marble hall, but they give her filthy water, making it an impossible task. The lady of the autumn court appears and says, forgiving Feyre's name in place of Lucien's life, that makes the water clean. Oh. Do you think that's equal? Like equal? I mean... I would be like, hey, sister... <laughs> Can you give me a bath? Yeah. Can, like, what are the limits of your power since I did right. save your, your son? Your son's life, right. Just just wondering. That's um, funny because I was like, this is so kind. You keep... <laughs> You're right, though. Also. It is not equal. Hear me, hear me out. Uh-huh. So she, like, replaces the clean water. Right. Or replaces it with clean water. Why wouldn't she just clean, clean the Clean the place for her. Yes. yes. Yeah, you're right. Um. <laughs> I like her descriptions in the book of her. So it's very autumny. It says her voice is as sweet as sun-warmed apples, and she smelled of roasting chestnuts and crackling fires in her wake. See, this is why I want to be from the autumn. Right. Point. I mean, like this... I want to smell like roasted yeah. chestnuts I know. and crackling fires. <laughs> I know. Her voice is sweet as sun-warmed apples. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the next day, the guards shove her in a room and tell them to tell her to clean lentils from the fireplace, and then Reese shows up. It's his room, we learn. Did you think it was weird that the room, like, only had a bed? Yeah. Like, it, well, it's just, like, what kind of life are you living here? Correct. I mean, that's not really... It seems like a hotel stay, almost, instead. Correct. And it does feel like, while it's not confirmed in this book, or, like, confirmed in this, like, time period, uh-huh. if Reese can, like, freely come and go... Right. I'm like, surely he can freely come and go if his room doesn't even have, like... He has to be going somewhere. Yeah. Unless he's just so soulless that he has, like, no interest and, like, doesn't want books or whatever around. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just, that was an interesting depiction. I'm also, like, black sheets. Really? Is that the move? (laughs) Um, He is the High Lord of the Night Court. I know. So, he goes, as wonderful as it is to see you, Feyre, darling. Do I want to know why you're digging through my fireplace? Feyre realizes that the guards... Putting her here is a test for Resand because he bet on her in the first task. So Resand asks what Amarantha would have to test him about. Feyre says he lied to her about Claire, and she remembers that he's Amarantha's whore. He says that both him and Amarantha play games. He says Amarantha asked him to put that head in the garden and that he had his reasons for being out on fire night. He says, don't think, Feyre, that it did not cost me. So they're both 
we're learned here basically that Reese and Amaranth are both playing games and they're not necessarily the same game. Reese's loyalty is not necessarily to, to Amaranth. Yeah. Right. Feyre asks about his powers and shapeshifting. He says he can shapeshift but prefers wings and talons to fur. And then he makes wings appear on his back. Creepy. They're like bat wings. <laughs> I just, yeah. Wings. I know. It's. Uh, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, not for me either. <laughs> he uses his magic to clean her and the fireplace. Then the guards come in and he orders them to not force her to do any more chores and to stay out of her cell. All right, chapter 39. Yeah. Yeah. Twice a day, a fresh hot meal appear in Feyre's cell. She cursed Resand as she ate it. So basically, he's, he's, he's like taking he's feeding care of her. her and she's like kind of mad about it, but well, also. In my mind, he's just like nurturing an investment. Right. <laughs> Like, yeah, if, I mean, if she dies, then like he, what is he going to get out of that? Yeah, exactly. He's like, my, this is my entertainment. Mm-hmm. Also, like, let's make this last as long as possible. Right. Because think about it. As Amarantha's is torturing Feyre, that's like attention away from others he could be, t- she could be torturing. True. And like, for the high lords and high ladies, like, better for them to torture. She's like a distraction. Yeah. That like, keeps her not looking at them. Exactly. Mm. Like, for some people, she's hope that it's going to be, in, like, this could end. Right. For others, it's, like, hope that they won't be noticed. Feyre starts to go a bit mad in her cell without speaking to anyone, so she talks to the eye tattoo sometime. She could have sworn it blinked at one point. Mm, magic. Intriguing. Magic. What's going on? Two female servants from the night court arrive and paint Feyre's body, then dress her in a scandalous gown one night. Rhysand appears and says he needs an escort for the party. He says the paint is so he'll know if anyone touches her, especially a certain high lord who enjoys springtime. And then he says, and Vera, I don't like my belongings being tampered with. (laughs) Oh, I would hate that. Yeah, neither do I. I don't like that. I don't like like this at all. I'm also like, why does it have to be a scandalous dress? I also do not understand the, like, uh, mechanics of this dress. Yeah. I've, like, tried to imagine it. I Hell, I even looked at fan art. And I'm just like, how does it stay? How does it stay where it's supposed to stay? Also, can she get, like, the sticky stuff? It's <laughs> yeah, probably magic. She, she's got the tape. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go to the throne room where the party is. Reese brings Feyre to where Amarantha and Tamlin sit. Tamlin grips his throne tightly. Reese tells them about the bargain and then adds, for the rest of her life. This shows her that he believes Feyre will beat her tasks. Yeah. So... This is, I'm impressed by Rhysand. You can see he's like silently rebelling against Amarantha in some ways mm-hmm. because he, this is like, hey, I think that Feyre is going to beat you. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, I think the only person, maybe Tamlin and Lucian, because Lucian's still helping out, that believes that though is Rhysand besides those two. Yeah. So Feyre feels debased by the way Reese is presenting her, not just her clothes, but in as if he owns her. I mean, understandable. Yeah, reasonable. <laughs> reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. Uh, he forces <laughs> Feyre to drink the wine, so it's fairy, fairy wine, so it's like, mm, it makes her pass out, basically. She wakes in her cell and vomits. The only paint that's disturbed on her body is around her waist, though. So she really was only touched around her waist. Lucian appears and gives Feyre his cloak because it's freezing. He tells her Rhysand had her dance for him all night. And when she wasn't dancing, she was sitting in his lap, which is gross. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. upset that she made a deal with Rhysand. He said he'd come to help her, especially after he gave her name for him. 
uh, this is Lucian saying that. Lucian says that the reason he hasn't come yet is because he couldn't. Amarantha used her powers to keep his back from healing. Yeah. Okay, but the thing, I feel like she would have died, though, before I this moment. I think she would have died, too. Right. And I think and so, Lucian needs to get over it. Right. And it needs to just not. Like, this is a problem. Her going to the night court is a problem we can face if she makes it out from under right. the mountain. It'll be like a bridge you cross later. Exactly. Right. And she's a survivor. The, yeah. Like, she has to, she knows what she has to do things to survive that aren't necessarily, like, the best things. And so Correct. she did it because that's the way her, she's lived her life up to this point. He also says that Tamlin has kept silent to avoid telling Amarantha what form of torment affects him the most. This frustrates me so much, these chapters. Tamlin just sitting there. And I get it. I get it. But I'm just like, you're so useless right now, Tamlin. Like, do something. This, so, uh, callback to mm-hmm. when, in the first few chapters, and I was like, Tamlin reminds me of my husband. Um, <laughs> this point where he's doing nothing to protect the woman he loves mm-hmm. was when I was like, this is not my husband. He just, he just doesn't even give her, like, a, a look, you know, no. some, any, anything in his eyes. And I, as I said, I get that he's doing it because he doesn't want to show Amarantha like how to torment him but he's tormenting her anyway yeah like she is she's torturing Feyre anyway Anyway. so it's like I don't know like give her something to hold on to I'm like Amarantha already exploits that Feyre can't read already knows that she's a hunter yes like what else is Tamlin gonna give away right right like at this point that sometimes they take naps and glens yeah like that's it (laughs) yeah like there's nothing Um, the next night Feyre is painted again and brought to be the evening entertainment however when she drinks the fairy wine she's unaware of what's happening to her this happens night after night she becomes Rhysand's plaything the harlot of Amarantha's whore one night, Reese appears and says her, that her second trial is the next day. She gives him a snarky retort, and he wonders if she was as prickly with Tamlin when she was his captive. He says he never treated me like a captive or a slave. No, and how could he? Not with the shame of his father and brother's brutality always weighing on him, the poor noble beast. But perhaps if he bothered to learn a thing or two about cruelty, about what it means to be a true high lord, it would have kept the spring court from falling. And then, y'all, this is hundreds of years of resentment. Yes. And then, but also, it's just like a dig at Tamlin. Yeah. He's basically saying Tamlin's a sucky high lord. Yeah. But then it says, Feyre tells him, uh, Feyre tells Resand, your court fell too, and sadness flickers in his eyes. So we're getting like a little glimmer of like Resand's, the like behind what's behind, like, yeah. this, like a villain mask yes. that he's put on. Is he actually does at least think of his role as high lord? with some like responsibility and he's sad about the fact that his court fell so we're getting a little bit a little little bit uh, some yeah. vulnerabilities you know yeah. some cracks in Rhysand's armor here so Feyre asks him what he's doing why he's doing all this besides to taunt Tamlin he says he saved your life to save Tamlin's but won't explain further than that they go to the ballroom but this time it's Rhysand that everyone is looking at Amarantha orders him forward there's a male sobbing on the floor of the dais. It's the summer court or the summer court high lord on the floor. Apparently, he had tried to sneak out. Resand, after reading the guy's mind, says he had no accomplices and no motive beyond his own cowardice. Feyre sees the summer lord sag a little bit, like almost from relief. Yeah. And Feyre says, sagged a little bit enough to make me wonder, wonder what sort of choice Reese had made in that moment. He'd taken to search the male's mind. Mm-hmm. Amarantha tells Reese to shatter him. The High Lord looks relieved. Reese seems to hesitate, but then curls his fingers into a fist, and the High Lord dies. 
Amarantha says she said to shatter his mind, not his brain. Rhysand apologizes, then walks away. Feyre follows at his side. People hiss horror at him. Others tell him that it's good he killed the traitor. Rhysand doesn't acknowledge any of them. Feyre then, like, she can, she's smart enough to be, to realize that killing the High Lord had been a mercy and that the, and that there were probably others involved in the escape plot. So he, like, didn't out the others there. Yeah. But it's, once again, we're just getting little, we're seeing little snippets of, things Reese, that yeah. makes us pity Reese like he's called a whore like we no one wants to be like called that you know yeah. like I'm sure there's shame attached to that I don't know we're seeing a different side to Reese here yeah so in chapter 40 the second task arrives Feyre is thrown into a rectangle pit there's an iron gate dividing it and Lucien is changed chained to the other side Lucien's brothers are smiling at his torture but Feyre can't find his parents in the crowd Amarantha says that Feyre's task is to answer a question by selecting the correct lever. Two heated spiked grates begin lowering toward Feyre and Lucien. Feyre goes to the puzzle, but she doesn't know how to read it. <laughs> so I I can't remember how did Amarantha figure out that she can't read. Oh, no, she doesn't know. She, she doesn't figures know. out in the scene. So she just yeah. got lucky. Yeah. Um. So Feyre, so the, there's like a grate that's heated, lowering, about to kill Feyre and Lucien. And she has to pull one of the levers to stop its from like a riddle like she can figure out which one to pull from a riddle but she can't read it she reaches for two because it's her lucky number and she's thinking one was like amarantha or the adder solitary beans one was a nasty number and three was too much it was three sisters crammed into a tiny cottage hating each other until they choked on it until it poisoned them so as she reaches for two because that's the one she chooses a pain racks her hand where the eye tattoo was she reaches for it again more pain then she reaches for the first one, still pain. When she reaches for the third one, though, there's no pain. She looks up through the lowering grate to see Resand. He's not giving anything away in his gaze, but he's obviously he's magically helping, her, helping yeah. her, right? Bracing herself, she pulls the third lever, silence. The grate stops and lifts towards the ceiling. Feyre had won, but she only won because she Reese. had made that deal with Reese. Yeah, she cheated. But the Reese, like, like if Reese hadn't saved her life, made right. that bargain, she would have died. She would have, and both her and Lucian would have died here. Yes. And then, pff, series done. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Whoa. So, good thing she made that deal. I know. I, I've always wanted to know what the riddle was. Or, like, what the question was. Oh, yeah, we don't get it. So as the four lifts her back up, Feyre sinks to her knees and starts to cry. She realizes she's not going to be able to beat the third task. So she just goes into a super dark place at the end mm-hmm. of this section. A voice inside her says, her head says, don't let her see you cry. So this is Resan. She knows it's Resan speaking to her. Put your hands at your side and stand up. Stand. Don't give her the satisfaction of seeing you break. Her knees and spine, not entirely of her own will, will force her upright. She looks at Amarantha with tearless eyes. Rhysand keeps giving her advice. Don't cry until you get to yourself. Stare her down. Count to ten. Don't look at Tamlin. Walk away. Keep your chin high. Rhysand's voice and guidance keeps her tethered to her sanity. Wild. Yeah. I mean, it, at least it feels like she's not alone in that moment, mm-hmm. even if she's not alone with Rhysand, her kind of nemesis at this yeah. point. Because Tamlin's not giving her any kind of help lucian's help trying to help but there's something with but like reese is like showing up right and, and like offering practical helpful right and things. at this moment when she's having a breakdown she needs that step-by-step direction yeah don't let her see you cry stand up put your hands at your side like at that point she's probably so emotional all she can do is just be an autopilot and like yeah. follow his directions and that ends up getting her back to her cell without completely breaking down so when she gets back to herself Feyre breaks down 
I cried for everything I'd lost, every injury I'd re ever received, every wound, physical or otherwise. I cried for th that trivial part of me, once so full of color and light, now hollow and dark and empty. I couldn't beat her. She won today, and she hadn't known it. Pharaoh believes that she'll never be free, that she'll never paint or see the sun again. Mm -hmm. All I had wanted, all I had dared to want, was a life that was quiet and easy. Nothing more than that. Nothing extraordinary. But now. So she's getting into a very dark place. Yeah. Even, I mean, this is darker than where she was. That's where we started. Right. Because she still had hope that, like, one day she might, like, her sister would be married off and she could have this uh, quiet life that she was, like, hoping yeah. for. And now she's like, I'm never going to have that. Even that. Like, I'm never going to get to see the sun yeah. again. So then Reese appears as Feyre spins into a hopeless depression. He licks away. God damn. I, I know. I, I like, <laughs> knew this was coming. This is my reread. Uh -huh. And <laughs> when he licks her tears away, but I But he's like, trying to get a reaction out of her. I know. And it works. I know. That would get a reaction out of me. I if someone screamed. did that to me, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> like I think I, my instinct would be to, like, punch someone <laughs> if their tongue touched my eyes. What the hell, Reese? Uh, anyway, uh, he he licks her tears away. She scrambles away from him, and he laughs, saying he figured that would get her to stop crying. She says it's disgusting, and he says he detected something differently. So he was reading her emotions through the bond, and he's yes. like, you didn't think it was disgusting, which that also kind of feels like a... Violation? Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, the bond, like, with their tattoo. Right, right. Um, their mental bond or whatever they have now mm -hmm. um, that he's been communicating with. She asks if he wants her to kiss his feet for what he did at the trial. Reesan says... I've been thinking of ways to torment you when you come to my court. I'm wondering, will assigning you to learn to read be as painful as it looked today? I mean, I like him. <laughs> it's so sassy. I it's so like, sassy. He's just fine. He's he's just more fun to talk to than a lot of the characters in this book. He's just given so much to do. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. He vanishes, and she spat every curse she can she could at wherever he just went. But she realizes that Reese had kept her from shattering completely mm -hmm. today. So we are called Rooting for the Antihero podcast. It makes sense that we love Reese. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> it He's all a good antihero. Yeah. He's almost got like Han Solo swagger. Right. Think of Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. Did you, did you watch that show? Of course. Yeah. Did I watch I that just, show? Uh, yeah. There's a... There's a direct pipeline for girls who watch that show and podcasts <laughs> to, about to, fairies. Yeah, um, I mean, do you want to talk about our theme a little bit? Unlikely alliances. She has to make an unlikely alliance here. Resand. But it saves her ass. It saves her. It saves her life. And I don't know. I think these are some of the most fun chapters that we've read so far. I completely agree. Like, I think it's fun to have a character come up against like favorite come up against a character who challenges her mm -hmm. and makes her mad but also like we're getting like snippets of like the game he's playing himself and yeah. his own motivations and he's just so interesting like he he's so so interesting well and sarah's doing a great job of like giving us nuggets here and there right. of, of like making us want to know more i think a testament to sarah's writing is i feel reading it split up into chunks mm -hmm. like we have been i feel like i walk away from every chunk thinking like oh that was my favorite section yeah and it just keeps getting better. It keeps getting better because in my head I'm like, this is my favorite section. Right. But then I'm like, it could keep getting better because yeah. that's like how it's trending. Yes. And I just think Reese, giving Reese more to do helps contribute mm -hmm. to like like the climax of the end. And of the it's book. extending the world that yeah. we're getting too because we've been so stuck in the Spring Court with the Spring Court people, and now we're getting like this hint of the Night Court. Correct. And we're getting some of the other courts coming into it as well. And yeah. they're so like the. I mean, Reese's making me super interested in the Night Court. I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. An unlikely alliance. Thinking about like big picture. 
how will what Reese did for the High High Lord of the Summer Court mm-hmm. impact, right? Like his alliance or with not the Summer thereof, Court with right. the Summer Court, or like even Feyre's alliance with the Lady of the Autumn Court? Yeah. Like I don't know. There truly, we're like seeing the map grow, right? But from under the mountain, and I just really enjoy that. Yes, I do too. It's really cool. Let's get into our awards. Yes. the winner of the section for you. I mean, it is, of course, Resand. Do you have something different? I do have something different. Becca! Okay. Okay. Can I get my reasons? You can, yeah, you go first. So, I mean, I think Resand's the winner because he gets, he makes a bargain with Feyre. So, he gets the, he gets his way, basically. Yeah. Well, I get, he doesn't get, like, the full bargain, but what he actually wanted. Um, but he saves her life. He wins the bet. We learned that he was the one who won the bet. He just seems like so in control the whole time. The only time he feels slightly out of control is right when he walks in and he sees like the High Lord of the Summer Court there and it like wasn't what he was expecting. But then it, by the end of the scene, he gets control back because he's he ends up killing the High Lord of the Spring As Court and it's actually a mercy. Yeah. So he was he was like getting some of his control back. He kind of talks back to Amarantha at times. So I just, yeah, I think he's he's winning this for me. Who who won for you? I had Amarantha. Oh, you did? Well, because, like, the way she destroys Feyre <sighs> You're right. emotionally. You're right. And arguably, like, destroys Reese because she makes him kill someone. Right. Oh, you're right. Um, I was, like, that damage, you know, the saying, like, it's mm-hmm. not about the battle, it's about the war. Like, like right. you win the war. And I just think, like, Amarantha is playing chess. And, like, Feyre only knows how to play checkers. Oh, 100%. So that's why. No, that's a good one. Who's your loser? I said Lucian. Same. Okay. Yeah. Poor Lucian. I know. He's Just... trying. So he gets the lashes from Tamlin. And then he basically becomes Amarantha's plaything to torment Feyre. Because she won't torment Tamlin because she wants Tamlin to, like, be her lover. Exactly. So she's not going to do that to Tamlin. She's going to do it to Lucian. And his parents, like, aren't. At least can't Feyre doesn't. See... Yeah. His parents can't do anything about it. His brothers, obviously, kind of. Or like like what's happening to Lucian. Enjoy watching him be tortured. For an emissary, I feel like Lucian has crap alliances. He's put himself in these terrible situations mm-hmm. by who he's aligned with. Right. He feels as alone as Pharaoh to me in this I would scene. Love one day in a book to have like a Lucian point of view about what happens in this first mm-hmm. book. I feel so bad for him because even at this point, Pharaoh at least has Resand. Even if it's he, she's Resand's not like her friend. Like, Rhysand's on her team, like, working Correct. for her. And Feyre's trying to, at some extent, like, help Lucian. Mm-hmm. But what she, like, at this point, like, what she can, what can she do, you know? Exactly. So I feel, yeah, Lucian, poor Lucian. What's your best line? Okay. Mine is on page 366. It's about, this is, like, one of the last things we read. It's about Rhysand. So she says, I listened to him. This is after she's been, like, listening to him in her head. As he's, like, saying, okay, like, don't cry. Walk back to yourself. All that stuff. She says, I listened to him, let him keep me tethered to sanity as I was escorted back to my cell by the guards who still kept their distance. I chose this line and I like bolded who still kept their distance about the guards because I feel like this line shows Reese's power here. Correct. Because we're figuring out, okay, so he's the one keeping her, like holding her to his sanity, but then she tacks on right at the end. He had told the guards to stay away from her like days before, weeks before. I don't even, I don't know the timeline at this point. Yeah. And it's she just tacks on right there. They still kept their distance. So we're seeing at the beginning of the sentence how he's like 
having power and like saving Feyre from yeah. like breaking her sanity at the, this moment, but also how he's affected these guards and like scared these guards off, and they're still doing that. So I just like that line because it was like a look how like mm-hmm. powerful this guy is. What was yours? So on three thirty five and three thirty six, when she gets the tattoo, mm-hmm. um, I love how they how Sarah describes the tattoo from a distance. The tattoo looked like an elbow length lace glove. But when I held it close to my face, I could detect the intricate depictions of flowers and curves that flowed throughout Mm -hmm. to make up a larger pattern permanent forever. I think there's something very elegant about and like classy. Yeah, This this only works in a fairy world. Yeah. Like if you saw someone out like this. Yeah. Because the upkeep on your skin (sighs) Mm -hmm. that takes like this much, like my, I have a tattoo on my foot, right? And it's worn down because that's like one of my most. You're right. Yeah. Like, and used... I imagine the lines to be very thin too, Correct. which I know fades out. This and would like be out. like the most expensive tattoo to upkeep. Okay, best bit of magic. I think I'm gonna go with the bargain, the tattoo, the magic ta- same, it's, it's same, yeah. yeah. Taylor Swift Taylor line. Swift. I feel like we went in a different direction. What did you go with? I went with Out of the Woods. We did go in different okay. directions. I feel, feel like you went really serious. I did. Okay. I didn't, I went really serious for the next one. So I'm a little nervous you have mine for the next episode. Out of the Woods. I just feel like it's Reese and Feyre working together. Like, are we out of the woods yet? Because they're trying to get out of the woods together. There's like the struggle. You, you come on. No, I, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. It was a contender uh-huh. for me as well. <laughs> I went with the archer. Okay, okay. No, um, that's not what I was thinking of for okay. this week. Uh, well, number one, favorite is an archer. Mm-hmm. Number two, I was thinking about the bridge where it's like, they see right through me, mm-hmm. you see right through me. Um, and she's like, I've been the archer, I've been the prey. I think Feyre feels like both of those things mm-hmm. while she's under the mountain. Like, yeah. she has moments where she does win, but she feel still feels like she's losing. That's why I chose the archer, because I feel like that sums up life i love the archer it was in my top it was my only taylor swift song i think last year in my spotify you were just casually listening to the archer it's it's like a it's this says a lot about me i do feel like like the archer (laughs) is the like spiritual father to evermore in folklore yeah yeah like writing wise it just always resonates like the lyrics (laughs) this is exposing a little bit about myself the lyrics really resonate with me and so i just always it's it's one of those that i can just repeat 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 and never get tired of it was a slow burn for me Mm -hmm. like i did not like it at first and now i'm like man this is so profound i think i heard the live in paris version of the archer Mm -hmm. and that's what changed it for me Thank you for listening to Rooting for the Antihero. You can connect with us on socials at Rooting for the Antihero Pod. You can find me on socials at Becca J. Pepper or Not a Dr. Pepper. You can find me at KDB Hudson. Feel free to email us your theories or just questions you have at Rooting for the Antihero Pod. Thank you to the Texas A&M University Library System for letting us use their whisper rooms to record. Thank you to Sarah J. Mass and Taylor Swift for giving us these beautiful worlds to escape to and talk about. Thank you to Spencer Pepper, Camille Bowes, and Taylor Kaysen for supporting our podcast endeavors. Okay, it's time to sip tea with the cereal. So if you don't want to listen to spoilers, you should not be here right now. Yeah, we'll miss you. See you next week. Okay, so a lot of these spoilers that we have are basically just like what Resand was thinking during everything that happened mm-hmm. in these chapters. Mm-hmm. So first thing that we picked up on was whenever Feyre is talking to him about what happened at Calum. 
Is it, I Callum, can't, I Callum can't, I forgot. It's Callum May. Fire Knight. Talking about like the about him being out that night. He said, don't think, Feyre, that it did not cost me. He's talking about the fact that he had to, like, give Amarantha some, like, proof or, like, reason why he was out there. So he went and hunted down those guys who were messing with Feyre and delivered them to her and, like, warped their minds so they actually believed they were spies for Tamlin or something like that. And then she, like, tortured and executed them. I mean, we do what what we have to do. He said he enjoyed it because he knew what they, they were, t- were going to do. They wanted to hurt her. And yeah. he like, read their minds. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. When does Reese know their mates? Do you remember? Does it's, he address that? I think he like has a suspicion of it kind of from the beginning. But he said that he knew for sure whenever she died. I'm pretty sure was like the moment he was like, oh, yeah. And then it snapped. He said the bond like really snapped into place like at the end of the book whenever he runs away. But And she becomes a high fan. Right. But he said he like kind of knew it in the back of his mind, though. He just wasn't. He was like in denial because he didn't want to put her in danger. Fair. From this early on. Fair. Okay. Why is Reese dressing Feyre up scandally for those parties? It was because he he kind of knew in the back of his mind that he had feelings for Feyre or that Feyre was someone special to him and he didn't want Amarantha to know. So he was like trying to throw Amarantha off like the scent, the scent by yeah. basically treating Feyre like crap. That makes so sense. That's why he was doing that. That <laughs> makes sense. I still hate it, but um, it's, it's similar to Tamlin's. Well, it's his own technique of Tamlin's. I'm not going to acknowledge anything. you. Yeah. Reese uh. went like the other way of being like, I'm going to treat you like an off, like crap. Like my plaything. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh. So right after uh, Reese and kills the High Lord of the Summer Court mm-hmm. and he's like walking back and he's obviously upset and people are calling him whore and stuff. Pharaoh notices that there weren't any other members of the Night Court present or if they were, they didn't like dare approach him. Like, he didn't have anyone to help him, like, comfort him, yeah. like, friends. And I was like, it's because those people who are there aren't his actual friends. And yeah. his actual friends are in Valaris, hidden away safely. Which makes me sad because, sh- like, it shows how, how much Reese is alone yeah. he is here. Yeah. Right. Because oh, he does actually have friends who care deeply about yeah. him. And he doesn't have them here. She's really, like, laying the nuggets of, like, how passive Tamlin is as mm-hmm. a ruler and how, like, proactive. Right. Reese's. I mean, we're even seeing in these chapters how much Reese resents Tamlin, and he keeps throwing digs at him about how crappy of a, like, how passive of a ruler he is. Yes. And so, yeah. Or a person, just a passive right. person. Right. So after Reese kills the High Lord, Faye was worried about Tamlin, and that made me mad because the whole time I was just like, he didn't do anything, first of all. Like, you need to be worried about Reese who's obviously being affected by it. But they don't like each other. Like, she doesn't even like him yet. Right, but I she still, tolerates. I still him. was just like it was one of those things where I just do not like Tamlin, especially in these chapters when he's doing nothing, and the fact that she's still like, oh poor Tamlin, I hope he's okay when she's being tortured to death. I know, and she's being just dis- like you know displayed around like I a know. plaything, and then Reese stands over here actually doing the work, and she's not even. Which I get, I get. He's like the bad guy still now, but she's not you know worried about him. It's so <laughs> it's so funny that we're like. Resan's the bad guy. Like we I believe know. that for like thirty chapters, <laughs> and then we get to the next book, and we're like, "Yes, Resand." I feel like at this point, though, I was like, "Yeah, I'm on Team Resand." There isn't any hero thing, though. It was like, yeah, I don't absolutely. think he's fully good, but yeah. I also don't think he's fully evil. So, like, I like. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I fair. Think I think uh, I was reading a book today, and they were talking about like your hero can be like fatally flawed, mm-hmm. 
And like, in fact, it's better if they're flawed because in, your reader will relate to them. Yeah. And I'm like, Reese is so flawed. Like, and oh, we yeah. don't even know the half of it yet. Right. In re- reality, no person's perfect. Correct. So if you're trying to inspire someone to be a hero, yeah. it's nice to show them heroes who redeem themselves in yep. a sense, who come from like mistakes and still choose good despite that. Yes, I agree. When Feyre tells Reese his court fell too, sadness flickers in his eyes. Feyre says she can feel it deep inside her. Right. Yeah. But then she looks at the tattoo and she like wonders about the magic of the tattoo, how they're like emotionally connected. But in reality, it's, it's not the their tattoo, bond. it's the mating bond. <laughs> also, Reese's court didn't completely fall. He still has Valaris. Yeah. Oh, and there you go. That's why I said he uses power. So he just had the people from under the under or under the mountain. The court of nightmares. Oh yeah, the court of nightmares. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember who don't know about Valaris either, which is wild. Yeah. What I'm like, you're not asking any follow up questions. (laughs) Like, like Reese, where are you all the time? Yeah. Seriously, I guess he's just hanging. Because they, I guess they know about the house of wind. Mm -hmm. That's what they imagine the the like castle. I guess. Yeah. Which is a beautiful castle. Yeah, but we don't like follow up about. Right. Like trade? Like Well also like they like know where more. are they getting goods from? Right. <laughs> right. Am I the only one <laughs> like oh it's just Amazon. <laughs> well also more just like I guess he just thinks like Moore's dad just thinks that Moore's living in that palace before sand. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I don't know. And literally it's their cozy little townhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, at a loss. Anyway. Okay, so this question for you. This is a theory. So okay. I see if you agree with me on it. Okay. So she's doing the second task. And she, like, compares, like, she says she likes number two. She doesn't like one because of Amarantha. It's, like, the solo isolated. And she doesn't like three because it reminds her of, like, her sisters cramped in the bed. Ca- the ca- yeah, the bed yeah. and the cabin together. And then, but three ends up being the correct answer. Do we think that Sarah chose to make three the correct answer to foreshadow that it's actually she is going to eventually like reunite with her sisters and mm. that trio is going to be a good thing that's a way off kind of i was just like hmm. i like that that's cute well and then the three bat boys right yeah that's and cute. then nesta's like little trio valkyrie yeah like three's a good number reese says he's going to teach favor to read thank god so he kind of says that as a joke but like that he actually does that what a good use of <laughs> yeah his, his that time <laughs> when reese leaves she realizes he had kept her from shattering by making her his, angry and challenging her this is when he like licked her face jesus christ and it made her mad but then she's like but i realized like he kept me from shattering completely by doing that and that is the tactic he uses at the beginning of the court of mr fury he like pisses her off because there's even one scene wherever she doesn't like play back with him where he like says something teasing to her and she doesn't even reply and he says like that's when he got the most worried was when she like didn't even i know that gets like <laughs> her face so this is like just a mental health is real I know. this is a um preview of their future relationship and her like helping him helping her like rebuild herself in the night court and heal from the trauma that she suffers in this book so yeah yeah okay i think that's it our next chapters are 41 through 43 we will see you next week send us your thoughts via email or direct yeah. message and thanks for listening guys bye see you under the mountain We're here. We're actually about to get out from under the mountain. (laughs)